Hello and welcome to the Heard It Here podcast, a production of the W.D. Hort & Sons Company. My name is Abby Bauer. I'm an editor for Hort Steriman Magazine, and I am pleased to be with you for this episode of the Heard It Here podcast. Our conversation for this episode will focus on keeping dairy calves hydrated. We will discuss dehydration, choosing electrolytes, and other treatments for when calves need fluids. Our sponsor for this episode of the Herd It Here podcast is Beringer Ingelheim, a pharmaceutical company focused on improving the lives of humans and animals. Now, I'm really excited to introduce to you our guest, Dr. Amelia Woolams. Dr. Woolams is a professor in the Department of Pathobiology and Population Medicine at Mississippi State University. Dr. Willems received her veterinary degree from Purdue University. She then completed an internship at Kansas State, a residency at the University of Saskatchewan, and earned a PhD at the University of California, Davis. At Mississippi State University, she conducts research on bovine respiratory disease prevention, as well as vaccination and immunity in cattle and calves. So welcome, Dr. Willems. Thanks, Abby. It's great to be here with you. Yes, really glad to have you as our guest on this episode of the Heard It Here podcast. I always enjoy your presentations, and I'm really looking forward to having this discussion with you today. Thank you, Abby. So let's start with the topic of hydration. Why do calves become dehydrated, and why is this a bad thing? Well, the most common reason calves would become dehydrated would be because of diarrhea, and diarrhea is the most common health problem in calves in the period before they go off milk. Uh, in the first month or two of life. And when diarrhea occurs, the calf loses a lot of water from its body rapidly in the diarrhea. They also lose a lot of electrolytes and water and electrolytes are necessary for the body to function. There are, are millions of different reactions going on in the body every day to help the calf grow and live. And um, those reactions just don't work as well when there is a deficit of water or electrolytes. Absolutely, that makes sense. And how can someone tell if they are dealing with a dehydrated calf? What are some of the signs they should be watching for? So the signs of dehydration that are most obvious include the eyes becoming sunken and the skin becoming a little less uh, pliable. And so when we do a physical exam on calves, we always look at the eye. And this is a good thing for producers to start to pay attention to when they're even looking at healthy calves. Um, Usually there's no gap between the edge of the eyelid and the eyeball, but when calves start to become dehydrated, you will start to see a little gap, and the more dehydrated the calf, the, the deeper that gap will be. The other thing you can notice is that if you pinch the skin on the neck of the calf and turn it uh, 90 degrees, about a quarter turn, that should go right back down flat immediately. And if it doesn't, that can also signify dehydration. And I just wanna say quickly that the other thing that can cause a sunken eye and this, the, the skin on the neck to go down slowly after it's pinched is uh, being too thin, being emaciated or not having enough body fat. So the exact same signs that we see with dehydration, we can see in a calf that's emaciated, but dehydration signs can come on in hours. Whereas of course it takes many days for a calf to become emaciated enough to have a sunken eye and a skin tent on the neck that's too slow. Do you have any recommendations for producers on how to maybe teach themselves or teach their employees how to watch for those signs of dehydration 
other than I, just maybe practice. <laughs> right, right. Well, I think that, and of course, you know, Abby, I'll always say it's best to work with your vet, the vet that knows your herd best, and get your vet to give you advice about these uh, things so you're all on the same page. So the vet knows what you're looking for and is confident that you're looking for the right signs. Uh, but then I think it is just a matter of practice. There are, um, um, once you've seen a calf that's dehydrated with that sunken eye, you'll know it. And the same thing with the prolonged skin tent. So, and I always tell the veterinary students, look at a lot of normal calves. Try that little test where you grab the skin on the neck and turn it a quarter turn and see how fast it goes down in a normal healthy calf. And that way, when you do it on a calf that's dehydrated, it'll be more obvious. Thank you for sharing that. When you notice that you have a calf that's dehydrated, what are the first steps you should take to try to, to get fluids into that calf? Well, when a calf is dehydrated, the two options are to either give fluids by mouth, what we call oral fluids, and that of course can be in the bottle if the calf takes a bottle, or in a bucket if the calf takes a bucket. Um, producers can also be taught to use a, a tube or esophageal feeder to give fluids if the calf won't drink them, uh, and some of your producers may have used an esophageal feeder before. Um, it's important to do that carefully and correctly because you can put the fluid in the lungs and that's very bad and can kill the calf. But if it's done correctly, it's a good way to get fluids into the calf. So those are all the routes that we would use to give fluids by mouth, bottle, bucket, or esophageal feeder. And then if the calf is very dehydrated, then it may need intravenous fluids. And of course, you're going to have to get um, a vet or a vet technician who can get a catheter into a calf involved because that's a, a procedure that really takes special training to do. But the good news is a lot of calves that are dehydrated, if they're caught early before they're too, too dehydrated and depressed, they will drink electrolytes out of a bottle or bucket, and that can work just fine if you um, uh, give them in a timely manner. What are maybe some of the signs that would would indicate that you should be contacting your vet that a calf needs more than just oral electrolytes? So a calf that doesn't want to eat is either got really severe dehydration and severe electrolyte imbalance. And the one thing we talk about especially is acidosis. That is the body becomes acidic from the effects of the, the loss of electrolytes. So a calf that is not wanting to eat or a calf that is too weak to stand up. Those are the two main signs that tell us this calf is not maybe gonna be able to get by on just oral electrolytes alone and is maybe gonna need uh, fluids intravenously. And then the other important thing to keep in mind is that when calves get diarrhea, often it's due to a virus uh, like rotavirus or coronavirus or maybe crypto, which is a parasite. And we don't need to give any antibiotics for those calves. Those calves just need fluids. But sometimes calves can get other infections as well, infections due to bacteria, and those calves will need antibiotics. And it's a little hard to tell, and that's where your vet is going to be really important to weigh in. So I think in, back to your original question, a calf that doesn't want to eat or is too weak to stand up uh, and walk around, those you definitely need to get the vet out to look at. Of course, big dairies will often have protocols that their vet has put in place. Because calf diarrhea is so common, once you and your vet have communicated about calf diarrhea and dehydration and the need for electrolytes, your vet can develop a protocol and you can use that without necessarily calling the vet out to look at every calf. And that leads into another question. Are electrolytes only for sick calves or are there situations where maybe you should consider using them more therapeutically to prevent dehydration? So electrolytes 
are um, always good if a calf has diarrhea, uh, even a little bit of diarrhea. You know, I tend to want to give calves access to electrolytes as soon as I see diarrhea because you want to prevent them from getting dehydrated. Um, so I think that if you've got a calf that's still bright and bouncing around and still wants its bottle of milk, but it's got diarrhea, um, then that calf, I think, should be given some access to electrolytes as well. The other th question, though, are should they be used therapeutically? I guess I would say that, that it would be therapeutic, giving them before the diarrhea is very severe or before the calf gets dehydrated. People do need to be careful making electrolytes available if there's no diarrhea. And even if there is diarrhea, this is very important. The calf must also have pure water. Whenever you give a calf electrolytes, either if you're feeding them out of the bottle or you're feeding them out of a bucket, that calf must have a bucket of water in that hutch or in that pen because sometimes when the calf is losing uh, fluids, they may lose water more than the electrolytes. And one of the electrolytes where it can be a problem is sodium. And if the blood sodium gets too high, that can cause dangerous neurologic problems. And, the only, and an easy way to prevent sodium from getting too high is to make sure water is always available. So bottom line, electrolytes for any kind of diarrhea, really calves shouldn't need electrolytes for any other problem, but whenever you're giving electrolytes, make sure water, fresh water is always available. I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's probably not something that everyone would think of. If you're giving electrolytes, you may feel like you're already giving those extra fluids. So, um, Precisely. That can also protect calves from milk replacer mixing errors, or even occasionally if they're feeding waste milk, it can become a little concentrated, but especially milk replacer feeding uh, can sometimes, there can be an error and then the sodium can be too high. And it's been shown that simply making milk replacer too concentrated can lead to dangerous high blood sodium as well. And that's why water, if the calf's sodium goes up, it's just like if we eat too many potato chips, we're going to feel thirsty. The calf's sodium goes up, it's going to feel thirsty, it's going to drink water, and that'll bring the blood sodium back down and you won't have any problems. But you're absolutely right. A lot of people think I'm giving milk, I'm giving electrolytes, why would I need to give water too? And it's just to make sure that we have that proper balance of water and sodium in the body. If you could talk a little bit more about the milk meals, you know, how do you determine if a calf, if they're on electrolytes, do they still need their milk meals? And how do you schedule the electrolytes and their milk or milk replacer feedings during a day? I'm so glad you asked about that because it's a common question. And really the truth is that when a calf has diarrhea, it needs electrolytes and water, but it also still needs protein and energy and fat. And the electrolytes, even the best ones that have extra uh, sugar added, only provide 50% of the maintenance needs, and many of them are less than that. And so if a calf is still interested in drinking milk, you should continue to feed milk, even if the calf has diarrhea. If the calf doesn't want to drink milk, then my advice would be to not force the milk. Don't tube the calf with the milk. Just give the milk if it will drink out of a bottle. But that's something that veterinarians may sort of debate. So I would say in the end, if the calf doesn't want to drink the milk, talk to your vet about what to do. But if the calf wants to drink the milk, let the calf drink the milk. And what we usually do here at the vet school um, is to give the milk first thing in the morning and then around lunchtime, give the electrolytes and then give the milk feeding in the af late afternoon. And then if the calf's got pretty bad diarrhea, it can use as much fluid in electrolytes as you're giving in milk. So if you can do it, another bottle of electrolytes before bedtime is really the best way to go. So the calf still gets its two bottles of milk and it's two, it gets two bottles of electrolytes with about three hours in between each one. That tends to work pretty well. 
um, in terms of how to do it. Thank you for offering that um, advice and kind of a schedule that people could follow. If a calf is dealing with diarrhea and then they seem to recover and their hydration status seems to return, how how long would you continue feeding electrolytes? Like when, when could you feel confident in stopping with those extra fluids? Don't stop as long as the calf has diarrhea because what we often see is that we feed the electrolytes, the calf gets brighter, it gets better, and then the, um, we stop the electrolytes, but the diarrhea continues, and then the calf can become dehydrated again and get back to where it started from or worse. So you really shouldn't stop the electrolytes until the feces, the manure, is pretty much back to normal consistency. And let me just say one other thing. That question about milk is such a good question. There's actually been some research to look at this issue of feeding milk to calves with diarrhea. As long as they want to take the milk, let them have it. When people, but when you feed the milk as well as the electrolytes, well, the volume of diarrhea is greater because there's more volume going into the intestine. So people will say, well, the diarrhea is getting worse, but if I stop the milk, the diarrhea is not as bad. Well, that's simply because there's not enough, not as much fluid going through the gut, but we have seen that those cows will lose weight while they have the diarrhea if you stop the milk and they will start to waste away because they need that protein and energy from the milk. And so um, if you continue to feed the milk, yes, the diarrhea will be voluminous and you just have to wait it out, uh, but continue to feed that milk as long as the calf wants to take it, even though it, they look like it's making the diarrhea worse. That's a great point. I think something important for people to realize because I can because I can see how that could be confusing to someone if they notice you know, the diarrhea appearing to be worse. As we continue this conversation, I want to thank our listeners for joining. I also want to thank Beringer Ingelheim Animal Health for sponsoring this episode of the Herd It Here podcast. You can prevent scours and promote calf health by reaching for DiaQ nutritional supplement, which is easily mixed with water or milk. DiaQ is proven to be beneficial to calves experiencing stress and is available from Beringer Ingelheim Animal Health. Now, as we continue this conversation, could we talk a little bit about electrolytes and what, what a person should be looking for when they're going to the store, working with their animal health rep? What kind of product should someone be purchasing for their calves? Yeah, that's a really good question, Abby. And it's not, well, I was going to say it's not a simple answer. That's not entirely true. There are a lot of products out there, lots of different products that are essentially electrolyte powders to put into water, but they are not all the same. And so uh, proper electrolyte has got to provide electrolytes, which was sodium and potassium and chloride, but it also needs to provide some glucose because that actually helps the sodium be absorbed and then the water follows the sodium. Um, the other thing that's very important, many calves that are um, having diarrhea become acidotic and they need, in addition to the electrolytes and the water, a component that will help counteract the acidosis, what we call an alkalinizing agent. And so that is where the fluid, pro, um, the electrolyte uh, products vary quite a lot. Some of them have good alkalinization capacity and some do not. And that is really best to talk to your vet about so you know the right product to give. Um, because if you give a product that has the sodium in it and the but it doesn't have the alkalinizing agent that is not going to make that calf get brighter and more alert because the acids in the body are what make the calf one of the factors that make the calf depressed. So bottom line is there are many different electrolyte products out there. Um, the key things you need to have are the sodium and the potassium and the chloride. They need to have a little bit of glucose um, and uh, they need to have some alkalinizing agent added to them.
I imagine this is very important. I'll let you touch on this that you know, when we're milking milk when you're making milk replacer, how important it is to have the right amount of powder to water. What are your maybe if you could emphasize the importance of making sure we're mixing these electrolytes appropriately and what kind of water temperature should we be utilizing yes. to do that? Yes, absolutely. These are such great questions, Abby. So glad you're asking. Um, it is important to make them exactly like the label says. And people will often think, well, why don't I just dump the electrolytes in the milk? Then I don't have to do these four feedings a day like we talked about earlier. But here's the thing. The calf doesn't just need the electrolyte powder. It needs the extra water because, again, lots of water is being lost in the diarrhea. So you cannot meet their needs by just putting the electrolyte powder in the milk. You have got to give that extra water as well as the electrolytes. You know, it's just like if we got we got hot and dehydrated outside working and we we're going to drink a bottle of an electrolyte product um, that wouldn't that'd be better than if we just shook some salt on some food because it wouldn't replace all of the water we'd lost if we were working outside similarly these calves need the water as well as the electrolytes they should be made up exactly like the label says because again if you give them too concentrated you can run into problems with the body sodium being too high and then that can lead to neurologic signs um, and body temperature, or a little cooler, but a body temperature is, is good to aim for when you're giving it. So the water should be warm but not hot. That um, will keep the calf from being chilled if it's too cold um, and um, may help uh, speed the absorption a little bit. Just to reiterate, is there any benefit of feeding with a pail versus a bottle versus an esophageal tube feeder or are they fairly Yeah, for electrolytes really that doesn't matter any of them is fine whatever gets it into the calf i would say however the calf wants to take it and you can leave the electrolytes in the hutch like let's say the calf drinks part of it it's okay to pour it into the bucket and leave the rest um, and again, as we said earlier, make sure you've also got a bucket of fresh water in there. But we find a lot of times that the calves don't finish their electrolytes. By the time we go back out there to give the next feeding, they're gone. So the calf will often drink those electrolytes out of a bucket later on. Is there any um, problem with feeding a very young calf electrolytes? Let's, let's say you're dealing with some kind of bug that is giving your calves that are only a day or two old scours. Are those calves good candidates for electrolytes as well yeah they need they need electrolytes and the water as well you know because they do lose a lot of electrolytes we don't see the e coli diarrhea as much anymore because there are a lot of good products and vaccines to counter that but that's one that can definitely cause diarrhea when the calf is just a day or two old and it basically causes the intestines to spit out or secrete electrolytes and water it's a hyper secretory diarrhea the e coli forces the intestine to sort of pour out more water and electrolytes than it should. And so, and that's a disease again of calves that are in the first two or three days of life. And so you would definitely give those calves electrolytes. Now, again, those calves in that early phase of life can often also be septic. That is, they've got bacteria or bacterial products floating around in their bloodstream. Um, and so then that case, they're gonna need more than electrolytes. They're gonna need some antibiotics and you're gonna need to see a vet to kind of help sort that out. But yeah, when you have diarrhea, regardless of the age of the animal, they need water and electrolytes to correct the deficits caused by the diarrhea. Know that water is so important to the calves. In these pre-weaned animals, though, is there is there a limit of how many electrolytes they should receive in a day, or can you, can you go too overboard with trying to rehydrate a calf? Well, you certainly uh, can give an animal too many fluids, but... Um, the volume that you would normally give the calf in milk is usually about right. So whatever volume that calf is getting in milk, um, 
somewhere between 10 and 20% of the body weight is what it usually works out to be is going to be appropriate for the electrolytes. Now, not all at once. You know, again, you're not going to want to put more than um, uh, two quarts into a calf at one time. Or, of course, those bigger Holstein calves can take three quarts. Um, a little Jersey calf, you might use a quart and a half. Um, but uh, the volume that the calf is taking for milk usually is about right. I'm glad you mentioned the different breeds because we have, we'll have listeners that do have different sizes of yeah. calves that they're working with. I, I know a lot of your work focuses on younger calves, but if we take a moment just maybe to talk about heifers, so once we mm -hmm. get those post-wean calves, yeah. maybe not as likely to be scouring, but obviously can still be dehydrated. Would you mind talking a little bit about why an older calf might get dehydrated and what we can do to replenish those fluids? Well, and we certainly can get diarrhea in older heifers. Coccidiosis would be a real common, or probably the most common cause of diarrhea in an older heifer. Um, and then, of course, there are other agents, uh, um, salmonella on some operations. Um, worms can certainly cause diarrhea, but the kind of diarrhea that leads to real serious fluid losses we're going to usually see with coccidiosis or, or maybe some of the bacterial causes. Um, and the beauty of uh, older ruminants is they've got the rumen. And in the little calves we were talking about earlier, the rumen isn't really developed yet. But in a heifer that's you know three or four months old, their rumen is developed. And the beautiful thing is you can put a gallon or two gallons uh, in a heifer that maybe weighed 200 to 300 pounds. And a big cow, of course, we might put five or eight gallons of, you know, five to 10 gallons of water into the cow with a tube placed properly. Um, or you can give electrolytes to drink. Um, I have often found that heifers or cows that have diarrhea, if you make a bucket and you can uh, put um, the electrolytes like we use for calves could be used, but those are, they get to be kind of expensive in the volumes you need for an older heifer or cow. Um, just a couple of tablespoons of table salt and some potassium chloride, which is like light salt, can be what they need. Um, again, always making sure fresh water is available as well, and they will sometimes just drink the water. But a carefully passed tube going from the mouth into the room and can be a way to give some fluids, but it is very important to do that carefully. You know, at vet schools, we will periodically see an animal that's had damage to the throat from somebody being too rough when they pass a tube to try to relieve bloat. But the same thing could be said for trying to give fluids as well. So, and of course, you've always got the possibility of getting the tube into the lungs instead of the rumen, and that's bad. So, um, you know, passing a tube to give a cow or heifer some fluids is something that a farmer can certainly be a producer or somebody uh, else working on the farm. You don't have to be a vet to know how to do that right. You just need to be shown how to do it right. So if you're thinking you might need to do that, honestly, I think knowing how to pass a tube properly to relieve bloat and maybe to give some fluids or relieve a choke, that's something that a, a good producer can certainly learn how to do, but that should be taught by somebody who knows how to do it the first time. Absolutely. And I think, too, each farm is so dependent on what kind of handling facilities they have to be able to capture For those sure. older heifers and For sure. be able to restrain them properly. But but I think if they've got di calves with diarrhea, heifers with diarrhea, you know, put an extra tub out there with just some table salt in it. And if you can get some KCL potassium chloride, because potassium is something cows definitely need um, in a bucket and just let them drink it. A lot of times they will. Or put a salt block out. You know, just I'm kind of surprised sometimes to go on dairies and find that the heifers don't always have access to salt. And um, they will get very low. We've had a dairy we've worked with where the calves have gotten um, coccidiosis, and they will 
come in with tremendously low body sodiums because they've been drinking water, because they do have water, but they don't have any salt. And so what happens is over time that dilutes out their sodium in their blood and the other electrolytes too, and then that just leads to weakness. And so honestly, I think it'd probably be easier to just make sure there's a salt block out there if you've got calves that have got diarrhea while you're trying to get to the bottom of the diarrhea problem. That surely is an inexpensive way to be able to provide that extra, that boost that maybe will help them get over that hurdle. If calves are getting electrolytes that are too concentrated, what, what are some of the signs that we would see? I mentioned a couple times hypernatremia. So when I, when I say that, I mean that's high blood sodium. And that is the situation the calves get into when they're drinking electrolytes or sometimes milk replacer that's made too concentrated and they don't have water. Um, and I just want to say specifically that the calves will have neurologic signs. What I mean by that is you'll see twitching of the face, maybe sort of twitching of the eyes, and it will progress to seizures. So they will be having a seizure where their body, their head is shaking, their body is shaking, and it can kill them. So those are the signs of high blood sodium or hypernatremia that can happen when calves are given electrolytes without access to water. We talked a lot about hydrating calves today, but maybe just taking a step back and looking at the bigger picture, once again, why is water so important? You know, we talk a lot about the milk and milk replacer that calves are fed, but the water component is is also very important. Um, why why do calves need water? Like, what role does water play in a healthy calf's diet? Yeah, no, it's a good question. You know, our the bodies of the calf, the body of the calf is essentially a, a place where there's all kinds of chemical reactions going on, and chemical reactions. For them to work properly, the chemicals have got to get together, the electrolytes and the proteins and the different other molecules that basically make the calf live and grow, um, that they have to get together and they get together floating in water. And water is very critical to making sure all of the reactions happen like they need to for the calf to grow properly. And so that's why we need water. Um, we also find that animals that have don't have enough water um, the secretions in their respiratory tract can get really dry and sticky. And if they happen to have a respiratory infection, they don't cough up that material like they need to. Or their manure gets really dry and doesn't get passed properly, and they might then have things not moving through the intestines properly. So really just everything that the body does uh, depends on water. And so pretty much everything they want, uh, producers want calves to do, grow, uh, thrive, be healthy, turn into a cow that produces great milk, that all just requires water. Just as water is so important in our diets, equally important in those animals. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you, Dr. Amelia Willems, for so much for the conversation today. Really appreciate all the insight that you shared and I'm thankful for all the great work that you're doing at Mississippi State um, to help us all learn more about calves and be better caretakers for our animals. So thank you for sharing your insight today. It's my pleasure, Abby. Thank you very much for the invitation. Well, you're definitely welcome. This episode of the Herd It Here podcast is sponsored by Beringer Ingelheim. You can find this episode and others on our website at hordes.com. Through e-newsletters, webinars, podcasts, and the printed pages of Hordes Dairyman Magazine, it is our goal to share useful and proven information that farmers can utilize on their operations. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Herd It Here podcast. All right.